When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The BHP podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors. Learn more at vanguardworld.us. Hey guys, Dave from the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. We're looking for cool hunting stories from you. We want to hear your stories. If you have a cool story and you want to submit it for a chance to be featured on the podcast, send us an email at team at bowhunterplanet.com with your story. There's a good chance you could be invited onto the podcast. Hey, enjoying the hunt. Hello and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, along with John Cedar. What's up? Laura. Hmm, very low that one. I don't know why. How so, come you didn't try to say your last name? I didn't want to try it. I wasn't even going to attempt it. I wasn't even going to attempt it. That's why I hesitated. You don't know her last name? I don't even. I, I want to say Belcher, and I know that's not it's right. Not, it's not Belcher. I can't even say your last name. I can't even say Belcher. Belcher, what? I, I, I would pronounce it Rubicon. <laughs> I, I like that better. Rubicon. Chad Rubicon. This is Rabadaba. Tim the Mazarana, Chris the McGee, and Kevin the Conlin, who likes to, you know. You know. Anyway, <laughs> cut. Um, and today we're talking to Brandon Adams, a major league bow hunter. This year it looks like you've already been on the board a lot. So I guess tell us about some stories, like what's been going on. Man, I have been I've been absolutely just like murdering it this year. <laughs> I, nice. Yeah, it's been a it's been a heck of a run. I uh, started out in September in Colorado, and uh, we were in like some high country, like uh, farm farm ground, and I got a real nice velvet muley up there. Uh, on the third day of the hunt, I came home for a few days, and then to Kentucky on September the 9th. On my third day of the hunt, and killed a, a really nice buck there. Uh, and then I went to Kansas, and on the third day of that hunt, killed a really nice buck there. Nice. So wow. I absolutely just like killed it starting off the year. That's exciting, man! It looks like a lot of great deer here going down on the Instagram. You got unbelievable. Yeah, man, it, it, it's, it's been awesome. And then I came, I came home, and I, I tried to, I tried to, I, I actually canceled some rut hunts because I was like, dude, I don't need to kill six or seven. <laughs> let's just calm down everyone and uh, so, so i i canceled some rut hunts and i was just going to focus on getting one oklahoma you get two bucks so i was going to focus on getting one behind my house 
because I got I got several really nice bucks here, uh, small acreage, but still some nice deer. Uh, and I hunted the entire month of October. I, I had an opportunity at the buck that I was after, the number one buck I was after, on November the first, and shot high, unfortunately, at, at 40 yards. But I was able to catch back up with him uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, on the 18th, and the buck died about 20 yards from my wellhouse. Jeez. So. It it was a it was a hunt. It was a it's a hunt. It's by far the most meaningful buck I've ever killed, and I had both my girls with me. I mean, it was a pretty special hunt. So. Yeah, that's really cool, man. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, sounds like the deer hunting's just uh, been pretty easy for you this year. <laughs> I wish I wish I could say the same. But. It's, been, it's been tough. That's a pretty similar story that I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're all laughing. <laughs> Uh, you should, been, you know what, Brandon? If you want, some, seriously though, if you want some really hard hunting, you should you should go with Kevin to the UP of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, "What are you guys doing? Like, what is this all about? This There's is probably crazy. a good reason why none of my stories, my, none of my little things I just shared, had anything to do with uh, the UP of, of Michigan. True <laughs> <laughs> that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sure. Oh no, no, they're bigger than a ninety, huh? <laughs> Were any of your deer being chased by wolves? That's what yeah. I want to know. Not that I was aware of. Yeah, we got a little bit of a wolf problem in Michigan. It's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's just a little bit, uh, it, it's just, it's weird because it's not something you would normally see. But, you know, the we're not the only state to bring wolves back. But Michigan is one of the states that decided to put them back in the UP, which is really caused a lot of anger in the upper peninsula for the hunters and the people who live there you know because you know it's like all these people saying oh it's no big deal but then it's like well you don't live with them like it's a big deal not a big deal to you in the city down in detroit or wherever you're at in lansing but it is a big deal to us when they're eating our cows and it adds that extra element of uh pressure too yeah on them and it just makes it that much tougher. So. I think it's a little Absolutely. exciting. I think, it make, I think it makes a better bow hunter. I think it makes you a little better because you're a little more nervous of what's out there, right? And you get a pack of wolves on you. You're not, you know, saying yeah, no coyote. Are they running around, like, in packs? I mean, this is the first I've heard of, like, a, a problem being in Michigan. Are they are they actually packed mm-hmm. up, or are they just, like, lone wolves here and there? No, they're packed up. Yeah, they, they packed up. Wow. I was hunting uh, in a blind oh, probably two years ago, and... I saw a buck, and then the next thing I know, I saw a wolf. I'm like, oh, there's a wolf, you know. Then there was two more behind it and two more behind it, so there's like five of them, and they were definitely packed up and hunting this deer. Oh, oh my crazy. goodness. I can imagine that a pack of wolves is going to do some damage. I mean, they got to eat a lot of calories uh, just okay. to live. So the, wow. The problem is that in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, get a lot of winter snow, and the deer, it's so much snow that the deer actually migrate into, like, the... Um, into the swamps and stuff, and then they're kind of mm-hmm. vulnerable because they're all corralled up and everything, and the wolves can just come and take what they want when they want. So it's a buffet, yeah. winter buffet. Yeah, yeah, and it's bad. The bad part is in the spring when you know they're able to still run on the crusty snow, and the deer who are dropping fawns can't get away, and it's it's kind of a bad yep. situation. Of course, the DNR says it's not a problem though. Yeah, nature, vicious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how's the show going? What's going on uh, Major League Bow Hunter? Major League Bow Hunter is also murdering it this year. I mean, just absolutely on fire. We we've never we've never in the history of Major League Bow Hunter eight seasons had a season like this. 
it seems like everyone just has a horseshoe, and everywhere we go, we end up with a pick deer. I mean, oh. Chipper's killed four already, uh, including his first elk. He's killed a whitetail in Nebraska, whitetail in Kansas, whitetail in uh, Iowa, all big deer. Uh, Duff, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything, but <laughs> Duff. <laughs> Duff killed a great one in, in Nebraska, a mule deer, a spot and stock hunt, and then uh, this is going to be replayed later, so it's fine. Duff killed an absolute <laughs> giant. The, the one that he's been after killed it this morning in Mississippi. So oh, very cool. cool. Like, I mean, a really big deer, and it's on a, on the farm that he grew up on. Like, it's, it's a special, special deer, not only because cool. of how big it is, but also because, you know, where it was killed. So and then Brandon Danker and Zach both have had great years. Brandon's killed two and Zach's killed one. So I mean we're just like I said, we're just having a banner year. You guys, we, you got, guys... we got more kills than we than we have needed for episodes. Like, <laughs> That's it. Two years yeah, deep I, now. I don't, I don't know great. what I'm gonna do as the producer. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna have to just I don't know. We'll see. I, I think <laughs> it's interesting from what I've seen this year. I don't know what happened between this year and last year. But it seems to me that a lot of big bucks hit the ground this year. A lot of big bucks. More than I've I ever agree. seen. More than I I've agree. ever seen. 100%. I, I have not seen or not gotten more text messages than this year of saying, I thought, you know, I've been after this deer for three years and I finally got him. Or like, you know, just pictures of big, big deer just hitting the dirt. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. I do know, I will say this. I have kind of like thought about this also. The Midwest got hit real hard with EHD, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012. It was like three or four years in a row, you know, where it was real bad drought years, and the numbers just got decimated. In a lot of places that we hunt, like uh, Western or yeah, Southwestern and Northwestern Missouri and Southwestern uh, Iowa into Illinois, over into Nebraska and Kansas, like the numbers literally got like 40% and then 40% two years in a row. So, like, the hunting was terrible. And I think that we've had more rain, you know, in the last, you know, say three or four years. I think that the, the herds are healthier. There's more food for the deer because the numbers got cut so drastically. I don't know. It's just I think that the, the deer are just healthier and there's more of them. And I think it had a lot to do with that disease that we had, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting to see, you know, the, the big deer is going down. I mean, really if you is. think about it, even in our, our teams, we've seen a lot more deer this year than yeah. ever, really. Yeah. I mean, Tim, you shot one in the butt, and that one got away, and then you shot another <laughs> one in the shoulder. I, but <laughs> No, but, I mean, literally, we had a, we, I, I had my chance twice at a big deer in Michigan, which is weird. I mean, it's well, never you, happens. You got the story split, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I see more, more coyote action this year too. Just kidding. Yeah. No, I mean it, no, it's true. I mean opening opening day though. I mean I, I saw more deer opening day than I saw of last season. I mean it was absolutely yeah. crazy. It, how it much got, running around. So I think a lot more people are starting to do like quality deer management now too. I think you know there's yeah. there's a lot of advertisements we yeah. see around. You know just driving up north. You know the signs everywhere. This is yeah. what a two and a half year old looks like. Three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, and. You know, I know like where I hunt, I hunt in club country, so there's a lot of hunt clubs, and a lot of those hunt clubs enforce like APRs, like antler point restrictions. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, we're seeing bucks that we've never seen on this property, you know, yeah. up until the last three or four years, just because people are being selective. It's it, that whole yeah. that whole concept, though. You know, we just had the guys from QDMA on a couple couple episodes ago, and uh, I learned a lot from that conversation, a lot more than I thought I would, to be honest. And it, it was it was a very good conversation because their whole motto is that it's on you to decide like what to do. You don't have to follow those specific guidelines, but mm-hmm. if let I me mean, let's face it, right? If you have like a good example is, you know, if you have a deer on your property that's a 120, but you're going after a 150, right? Mm-hmm. Is it does it make sense to shoot the 120? It really doesn't cuz you you no. if you've yeah. seen the 150, you're after the 150, you you've had chances at the 150, you know it's still there, you can see on camera or someone's seen it for you, whatever. That's the choice a person has to make, you know, but it's kind of silly. I mean, if you don't need the meat, I'm saying, then at that point, you know, shoot a doe or whatever. I, I get it, it's my point. Like, you can easily do it in that realm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to fill your freezer, yes. Yeah. But no, it, yeah, it's, I agree. It, I mean, I, I see a lot of it. It's funny, you guys talk about a lot more people are, are sort in the QDMA, you know, mindset and, um, Whenever I started with that mindset, I started following like the rules that the QDMA would, you know, put out there. You know, I was almost shunned from my family. You know, for a hunting camp, they would, I would literally <laughs> get made fun of. And uh, it, it's funny that we're talking about this now because I killed that buck on the 18th, and I text my neighbor a picture of the deer. I was like, "Hey, you know, I got this. You know, look at this deer, and it's a great deer. This deer I was after all years, the biggest buck that was living on me. I had a couple of deer that showed up. You know, just rut bucks come through, but I mean, it was a great deer." And uh, I texted him. He goes, how old do you think he was? And I was like, uh, I think he was four and a half, maybe five. He goes, oh, I only shoot seven or eight. Eight-year-olds. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's really neat. Like, I, I'm, I'm not used to guys like being looked down on. Like, that's really neat. Uh, but on yeah. 30 acres, I'm going to shoot whatever I want to. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm going to shoot four. And I, said, I said four and a half year old enough is, is good enough for me. And it is. So. Yeah, that's crazy. So you, are you done for the season? I have one more tag left in Oklahoma, and we Major League Bowhunter has a lease in northwestern Oklahoma in the Panhandle, and so here in a couple of weeks I'm gonna they got some cold weather rolling, and I'm gonna try to venture up there and you know try to get one in front of me. So, so generally on, on an average year, like how many tags do you pull a year generally? Like, do I punch or do I go on? No, like you know how many you buy, like you know when you're when you're picking up your tags for the year, when you're getting ready, that you're you know you're in production. Obviously, you're trying to get ready for every state you need to be in. Are you picking up like ten tags a year total? Like how many tags? No, generally? I'm not. No, I'm not. Because because I so for, so for our show, uh, I'm only expecting two to three episodes out of myself, two to three out of Brandon, one one or two out of Zach, and then the rest are gonna come from Chip and Duff. Uh, and so, really, I need to fill two to three. I need to get two or three episodes, and that's going to for for us. That's going to be you know three to four kills basically. So, whenever I start planning things out, I kind of just plan them out by the day, and I got a budget that I got to try to stay within, and uh, just kind of feeling out you know how far how, how far I can stretch some pennies. You know, uh, I would say one, two, three, four. There's five tags that I buy every year that okay. are not Oklahoma tags, okay. so there'd be seven tags total. Okay. Uh, so I guess yeah, I guess it is closer to ten than I thought. Dang. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I guess I, I was right. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty close. I guess I normally have about seven to eight tags in my pocket every year. So. How yeah. many? How many do you buy, John? Me? Yeah. 
I mean, I take a lot of does, but I'm in. I'm in a couple. Uh, so like uh, where the where the hunt club is, we're in a. Um, it's actually a TB zone, uh, so there's a lot of uh, doe tags available up there because they obviously want to try to you know get the TB down. Um, so I mean, I end up I end up punching probably about four or five tags a year, but out of those four or five tags a year that I'm punching, I'm you know one of them's a buck and the rest of them are all does. Yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty selective though too. You know what I mean? I try to. <coughs> You know, I try to shoot a decent sized buck every year. I, you know, I like only I'm, seven or eight year olds. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> like, a half year old. Yeah, seven or eight year old doe, more like. But, I mean, I, you know, for me, it's more about it's more about the meat and you know the camaraderie and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll pass on a one ten, one twenty. Even that, you know, last year I think I passed on like a one thirty. Yeah. Um, but. Or he passed on you. We don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been. That is so, so funny. Yeah, we. Uh, I buy a lot of tags, though. That's the, that was the original yeah. question. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. But that's the thing about Michigan that's interesting to me is that we have a lot of deer. We have a lot of deer. And so when you when you hunt in Michigan in late season, uh, if you have a corn feeder or any sort of corn, there's snow down. You're going to get sixty plus deer a day come into that spot. You could sit there wow. literally. And, you know, if you have two guys going, you have a couple of doe tags, you can get a doe easily. It's going to yeah. be cold. You're going to be cold, but mm-hmm. it can yeah. be done easily. But bucks, no. John and I are talking about this this morning, actually, over coffee. Yeah. I was driving to work. We're like, you know, it's weird. In the late season, the big bucks just don't seem to move. And you see a lot of doe in, in small bucks, but you never see, like, a big buck. And then we were talking about it. And, like, you know, once in a while, people get them. And then I said, I bet you that's because those deer got bumped. Or push somehow an accident, yeah. like a guy's gets in his car and he's on his land or a tractor or something, right? Like just accidentally bumping yeah. Yeah. that buck into a, into a shooting zone. Yeah, know? I think like the bigger picture, you know, to that is, is you know, I mean, obviously, deer are a nocturnal animal, and you know, after the rut, I mean, the chances of you seeing a deer during daylight hours, you know, they're yeah. they're a lot slimmer. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they they've got it down to a science; they don't get big being stupid, right? I've noticed this down here and all across the Midwest is that, you know, when it's cold, those deer have to move. Yeah. And I mean, there's only two ways for a deer to, to warm himself up. And that's either to stand up and walk around or to eat. Yep. And so that's why you're talking about sitting over corn, you know, you're seeing 60 deer a night. It, I'm surprised that you guys aren't seeing, you know, your good bucks unless your age structure is so messed up that you don't have good bucks. Uh, uh, it could be. Yeah. It could be. I would say but, it's I mean, pretty I'm, accurate. I'm just being yeah. honest because yeah. when it gets really, really cold, like, you know, in the single digits and below, I mean, those deer, like, they have to move. I mean, because, you know, they're animals, you know, they're creatures just like we are. And, yeah. Uh, they're a lot more cold tolerant, obviously, but they they still get cold. They got they got there's only they can't they can't walk in the living room and stand by the fire. They yeah, have to right. they have yeah. to get up and walk around. That's a true statement. I do think there's an age issue in Michigan, but we we've we've we're trying. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of petitions going around. I noticed lately, yeah, actually, we have, a, we have a two buck tag system that right kills now. us. Yeah, you know, so we're they're trying to get it to go back to a one buck. You yeah, because that I, would help out a lot. I mean, Oklahoma went from a well, it's for Oklahoma is in like. Our case is a little different. So we went from a three-buck state to a two-buck state, would have been in 2006. And it, it really didn't affect a whole – in my this is just my, like, dumb opinion. I haven't actually looked at the numbers. But I don't think it affected a whole lot because basically what it did is it took a buck away from the bow hunter because we were allowed three bucks, but you could kill all three with a bow or 
you're allowed no more than one with a muzzleloader or no more than one with a rifle. So if you're a gun hunter, you got two bucks. Like you, you know, you don't have to worry about your third buck because you didn't bow hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So when they moved it down to two, it really just affected the bow hunters. Uh, and that, you know, so, so as a as a gun hunter, you know, like my dad or my family, for instance, it didn't affect them at all. They still go out and muzzleloader, try to get the muzzleloader butt. They still go out and rifle and try to get their, their rifle buck. And so I don't think I don't. And I'm again, I haven't, I can't back this up. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I don't think it affects the numbers that much. Yeah, we we're just we're a mess. I'm not yeah. well, I, mean, I think it all depends <laughs> on disaster. I think it all depends on where you go to. I mean, you know, like there's like southern parts of Michigan where, you know, a lot of these big deer are coming from, and then you've got you know parts of the middle of the state where a lot of big deer are coming from. But there's a lot of people that, you know, I mean, you know, obviously there's people that petition these things, right? But well, but there's you know, like I know where we hunt Tim a lot. There's like the buck to doe ratio there is probably like. 15 does to every buck. Absolutely. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not higher, yeah. So we try to take out, like I said, we try to take out as many does as we can to create, you know, to try to create some competition anyway, um, you know, for the bucks. But, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's just, it's an odd state. It's weird. Yeah, I feel and like I love hunting of, here, but we have a lot of like the old school hunters who are just yes. like, shoot a buck. I gotta shoot See, a buck. See, that's yeah. the that's issue. Yeah. Corn, it's a mental corn, thing, too, yeah. guys. That's the other problem I was going to say is that we all get antsy. <laughs> that's the issue. You sit there all day. And you know, it's not like this is the thing. I think until you're until you're a hunter that goes with someone like Brandon to an area that you see giant bucks, you can't really understand or appreciate what it's like to see a five year old deer. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's like that's hard to pass up on a three and a half year old in Michigan when you don't know what it's like to see a five and a half year old deer. Yeah. And and if you don't go what was that? Or your neighbor's going to shoot. Yeah. Well, that's well right now, but that's what I'm saying. If, if everybody's in this mindset that you know you get antsy and you just shoot because it's mm-hmm. an eight point or it's a decent one ten, mm-hmm. you're never going to get a buck. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, no, oh, okay. no offense to Nobu, but the one he shot yeah. is not a huge deer. <laughs> Technically, should have let it walk, right? I'm just saying. We yeah, know I mean, there's a we 150 on that, the yeah. land, yeah. right? So why yeah. not let it walk? And I'm not saying just him. I mean, there's yeah. way, I'm just, that's just I'll, one I'll example. Say, Is that the same one you shot at yes, and missed? Yes. Oh. No, it's not, one fifty. Oh, okay. Not the... <laughs> I, I'll say this, just kind of going with this conversation, is that I think that I'm at, I've stopped scoring all my deer for the last, like, three or four years. I haven't scored a single deer. Uh, I think that, and, I, and honestly, I think it has a lot to do with TV shows and, you know, the media that's in this industry mm-hmm. uh, has put a lot of emphasis on the antlers. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I've seen it firsthand, that's why I stopped scoring my deer, is people are chasing the number. Literally, that's all they care about is a number. And even if that number is age, I mean, the most important thing to me, and this is what I've been harping off the last you know, three or four years, is is to go out there and have fun. If you're going out there and you're having fun shooting, you know, a basket rack eight point, and it's like, you know, your best buck, freaking shoot it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And if you're going out there and you're having fun, you know, and, and, and you know, tossing up five-year-olds, trying to shoot a seven or eight-year-old, do it. You know, that's awesome. But we all, you know, are on the same boat. And, you know, it, it can be hard sometimes to um, not look, I say look down, but not get frustrated at someone because they're not doing what you're doing. But, yeah. like, you know, we're, we're, we're all on the same team, and we're all out there trying to have fun. I mean, we're all having fun in our own little way. So, you know, like, for instance, I kind of got looked down on when I texted my neighbor. He said he only shoots seven or eight-year-olds. I'm like, what the heck, you know? You know? <laughs> Here I yeah. am shooting four- and five-year-olds, and I'm getting, you know, I'm getting, uh, you know, lashed out at. Yeah, so, yeah. 
Let's well, I think point. a lot of us here, I mean, for us, it's about filling the freezer first. You know, a lot of times we go out there and you're, you're sitting and you shoot a dough first. You get those nerves over with and, you know, fill the freezer. And then, then you're ready to sit and be patient and, you know, yeah. wait wait for that buck to come I think he's, I think wanted, he's spot so. on, though, too. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people get shamed yeah. for their deer, right? Yeah, I think Absolutely. it's why it's kind of created this stigma almost like, hey, you got to shoot a 140. Or you yeah. got to shoot a 10-point. Oh, that's great, but well, look at the one hanging yeah. on my wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went to, uh, we were in an outfitter in, in Ohio, uh, Ron and I went to this outfitter in Ohio a couple years back, and, you know, um, the rule there at the outfitter was 140 or better. So, and this is all like free free rain and all that, and it's, so it's the, the rule is 140 or better. So we sat in Ohio, southern Ohio, and we, we watched over 100 plus deer walk by at different times probably 120 130 class bucks at one point at 135 which was on the border and the guy later the guys like told ryan he's like why don't you shoot that and ryan's like are you serious right now you said 140 <laughs> or better otherwise it's like a 2500 fee like right. uh, if you yeah. shoot some under 140 the yeah. guy's like, well, there's plus or minus five. He's like, oh, thanks for telling yeah, me now. That. You know, <laughs> thanks. Seriously, you know, but you know, it just the whole hunt. You know, it's it, it was cool, but the reason I didn't at the time I was kind of okay with it was because every trail cam at night had a 160, 170. Yeah. They're huge so you bucks. You knew they're out there. You just didn't know where they're yeah. when they're coming. Yeah. So it was a different game. I felt like. Why would I ever even consider shooting this 120 going by <clears> if I know there's a 180 out here or something monstrous? You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that like, that's part of it, too. I mean, you know, nowadays everybody's got a trail cam. Everybody can see what's on their property. Everybody sees what's out there. So they, they want to wait for that big buck. So they, they pass on the smaller ones, too, right? I mean, I know we would. Well, yeah, there. You know? That's what I'm saying. If I was if I hunted that land normally, yeah. like, for sure, I wouldn't shoot any of those deer. Because, I mean, when I see what I'm seeing, there's no way. Right. There's no point. You know, yeah. you shoot a doe. There's so many does that walked by. It was unbelievable. Right. But in Michigan, in Michigan anyway, though, because Michigan, you can take two. But in right? Michigan, so, you don't see that. That's what I'm saying. Right. They no, you for don't. certain spots, no. and, and yeah. it's very rare that you you could pattern or get onto a 140, 150. Right. At least yeah. for us. I mean, at least from what we've seen. Yeah, I mean, but you got. I mean, let pars- alone what six parcels are stacked on yeah. top of parcels. So I mean, you got a neighbor that's you know got a 20 acre parcel. You got a 40 yeah. acre parcel. You got another neighbor behind that's got 40 acres. I mean, you don't. It's hard to manage yeah. these little it's spots. It's really hard to manage little spots down yeah. there. That's the way. That's the way it is here where I live. I live in just outside of Oklahoma City, and like, you know, all of our land, I, I own 30 acres, and then the guy next to me owns 10, and the next to him owns 20, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the exact same situation here. Except and your neighbor's shooting seven, seven-year-olds, your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor to the east, he has 116, he is shooting seven-year-olds, exactly. But the one to my west, i got two neighbors to the west, so we have a, a buck I, I actually first seen this year. I called him Frosty because he was a pieball buck, and he had white from his back rib all the way down to his, like, back ham he had white going up his legs like socks and he was a little you know year and a half old six point and i was so looking forward to this deal growing up and my neighbor to the west two two neighbors over uh text me and said that he you know he killed this pieball buck just because he thought it was cool you know and so i have to take a deep breath because of what the yeah. statement that i stated earlier <laughs> <laughs> this guy's out there having fun we're all in the same boat and yeah, it's not what I would. This is clearly not what I would do. So I took pictures of him. You know, I had him in front of me a dozen times. And you know, he got some meat for the freezer, and you know, he got a cool story. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to trying to trying to grow patience as we, because what you said earlier is that you wouldn't shoot a 140 
or, or 135 if you knew there was a 160 on the property. Well, to me, I like to, I, I say this, I say this again, I like to have fun. And, and shooting, you know, and shooting a solid deer, if that deer, if that 140 is, you know, a four or five year old deer, that's, that's what I'm after is an old deer. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe that 160 is a four or five year old deer too, but I get a shot at the 140 first. I'm going to shoot the Yeah, that is where it gets tricky. That is where it gets mm-hmm. tricky. If you get that chance, what's the, what do you do, yeah, right? right? Especially with a bow. I'm a, you know, I'm talking about I'm a hard believer. I, and <clears throat> and you know, anyone that knows me that this is a true statement. I will shoot in the first five seconds of a hunt what I would shoot in the last, the last five seconds. And it's to a fault at some point because, you know, I've shot some deer that I could definitely I held out for and got a much better deer. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I don't regret any of them. I love them. Like, I love everything right. I can tell you. Uh, I got I got a big wall in my, in my living room. I can tell you the date that I killed all those deer. I can tell you about what was happening that day. I mean, I can tell you everything about them. And I love every one of them, uh, and that's what it's about for me. It's you know, it's, I'm having fun. I'm getting to share it with a field producer or with family, and uh, you know, making memories. Yeah, it's really cool. So hey, you know what? Let's talk real quickly about let's change subject and talk about cameras, things like that. Because you know, some people just you know they don't understand TV and how it works, and I think it's interesting. So one of the things I noticed real quickly on your Instagram is on your bow you got a little camera i believe it's a sony it's like a white camera mm-hmm. is that the um which sony is that that's a sony action cam we got them about we got them like three years ago i think huh. they are uh, they shoot 4k they are a uh, a really good pov camera did you now have you seen their new one they had they launched like rx1 or o- one or something like that no i have not just curious yeah this one looks sweet i was actually gonna get this one start getting this for us because i was getting very aggravated with gopro lately <laughs> yeah we've had well, some failures uh, so it has the same sensor as gopro i actually talked to the people at sony they were anyway it's the same sensor as sony so it brings in the same amount of light actually it's, it brings in more light because it has a zeiss it has, actually has a piece of glass as a lens instead nice. of a piece of plastic and so whenever you look at the image uh, side by side with the gopro First of all, it brings in more light in low light situations, and then the image is actually crisper because of the the lens itself. So. Yeah, it looks sweet. So what, then, what kind of cameras you guys run for production portion for the main cams? The main cams. I mean, I think we talked about this last time. I mean, we're not huge on just like you know spending gobs of money for Reds. our uh, right. for <laughs> our uh, for our, our hunting rigs. So our our actual hunting rigs, they're you know like naked consumer cameras, which. I think I got a, I got an NX100. We run NX5 all Sony NX5U's. Um, what's another one we got? That's the two main ones we run. Um, that's the that's the two that we run right now, which are older cameras. Well, the NX100 is a, a newer camera, but it's like yeah. you know it's like it's less than two thousand dollars for the base camera, and then you you know you rig it out, and you're you know a little over three grand. So, yeah. uh, I mean, compared to what we can have, it's it's not that much. And I have a like a studio camera that I use for a lot of stuff. I have a I had the A7, the original A7s, uh, about to get the new one, hopefully. And nice. uh, that'll that you know that has a big shoulder mount and it's decked out. Now it's, yeah, that's, that's a cool. pretty nice rig. But I don't use that in the field uh, to film hunts. I have used it in the field, but not 
that's not our main camera. Well, I like that you said a Sony too, because I think you know we we talk a lot about here about what's right in the right lighting situations. I think to us, you know, that Sony operates so good in the low light, amazing know, low light of yeah. environment versus other brands. So. Hunting, you can't beat it for hunting. Yeah, Those... you, really, you really can't. But the problem is, is like you know, I, I've tried. If you're so, I know Brandon, you most likely use a cameraman, right? In most of the stuff you guys do. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we're solo filmers, so for us, it, taking the A7S II in the field is not a smart move because it starts to rain or right. and you're on your own. You're trying to get the shot, but if you don't have, like, in a DSLR-type function, if you don't have a cameraman, it's really hard because, oh, you know, absolutely. adjusting it's, it's everything. Man, it's very manual. So what yeah. we've been using is the uh, Sony AX53 4K, which is more of an actual camcorder, but... Mm-hmm. That even that one had, I mean, because it zooms in like a, it's got this ice glass, but mm-hmm. it zooms in like a camcorder. Um, but it, to me, it, it works good because the battery life's long too. Whereas the A7's a joke. I can't believe how garbage those batteries are. It's 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 remarkable how bad the A7. I don't, I don't understand is. why they can't fix that. Like, come on, dude. Like, I heard that the new batteries are not like that. I heard that the, in, in the, what's the new A7 called? Uh, A7 three. Or the A9. Oh, the A9. Yeah, the A9. A9, yeah. The, the, the new A series. I heard that, that that battery that comes in that is they definitely need exceptional. That. Is it really? Oh, good. Well, they're, that's the, what I read. The FS5 oh. and the FS7 have amazing batteries. Yep. Those big camera camcorder batteries. Those are the ones like the your dad ones. had. Yeah. The original mm-hmm. giant ones, you know, the N series. Those, yeah, those would last forever. Those too. are amazing, yeah. those things. But yeah. uh, anyway, all right, Brandon. So, Nubo, Matthews, what's your thoughts, man? The new tracks. Yeah. You be shooting Dude. that thing? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. I, okay, so I'll start this conversation with what I'm about to say with caveat. Is I'm not a fan of short ATA bows. Yeah, okay. Like, right, yeah. I, I like longer axle, axle bows. Like, I honestly, my and this is like totally against the grain here, but my like preferred uh, axle, axle probably like 37 for a hunting bow. Wow. Like, I... I, I like a longer bow. Like, remember, you remember the LX that came out? You know, it was like 2003. Yep, yep. I think that was 37. That's like my, that's my like butter zone for a hunting bow. Wow. Do you shoot so, target bows too, or no? I I used to shoot. I, I I shot tournaments for a long time. I just got out of it. I got out of it when I got into hunting, and I'm okay. just about to get back into it. So, cool. obviously, when you when you get in those new those target bows, they're you know they're in their 40s. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so. Saying that, knowing that I'm not a huge fan of short axle bows, I love it. It's unbelievable the way that it holds. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like you're holding a, you know, a 28 inch bow. It, it, I, I don't know why it feel why it's like that. Maybe because the, the riser, the way that they have the riser and that harmonic dampener so far forward, and yeah. then plus I have a really, I have a nine inch, you know, uh, tap stabilizer that's weighted on the end, and I have weights on the end of it, so like it really. I mean, this thing holds like a rock, and I don't know. I, it, it, it holds really well, and it probably the axle axle is twenty eight, but those cams are huge, and so whenever you're actually holding it, it's probably like twenty eight is probably not like a a good description of the way that you're holding it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, oh for sure. String, string to string is longer than twenty eight. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. The one thing I noticed about that bow when we got it was that it's extremely. Um, uh, well balanced so the halon yes. i remember that it would kind of fall forward with the weight on the top whereas this mm-hmm. bow does not move it's pretty much it doesn't move it's perfectly balanced so by adding that by making shorter 
pushing out that front end. Uh, I think it's called 3D stabilizer or something like that they're calling it, or 3D something. Harmonic damper. Yeah, that's it. And then that <clears throat> pushing that out caused it to be self-balanced, I think. Because normally it was a little bit top-heavy where the front end of the halon would fall forward. But this one, wow. Oh, man. They did a great yeah, job. What color did you I, get? I, I, I love it. it. It holds, like you're talking about, it holds like a rock. I mean, I'm out here shooting 90 yards off my uh, off my porch and just freaking, you know, just pounding wow. it. And yeah, that's wow. awesome. I'm looking forward to getting it in the woods here in about two weeks yeah. in northwest Oklahoma. So, what, uh, what and color? it's broken fast, too. So, I mean, but, you know, it's got a pretty short brace height, and so it's pretty aggressive. But... It's smoking fast. Has like you know, Matthews has always had a smooth draw cycle and a, yeah. and a good wall, which is really important to me because you know some of them, some some bows, especially you know you get a lower brace height. Some bows, their draw cycle is like, oh, oh my god, you know, <laughs> and then and then you're at full draw and it feels like you're on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, uh, it can go in any you know like you move a micro meter and it you know it wants to pull out of your hand so. Matthews is never that's never an issue with the Matthews that I found. So That's cool, man. Yeah, so I how, love it. how long have you had it? Uh I've, uh, I've had it for a month maybe. Nice. What yeah, co- I got what color? Beginning of November sometime. Black. Nice. Yeah. I'm black and I got red and black strings. Cool. Nice. Yeah, Very cool. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. So what's this uh you say you say here did someone say sausage? <laughs> What's yeah, this? this looks amazing. It is amazing. I wish you guys were here. I, uh, no, it's okay. You can mail one of those. Those are mailable. Oh, I'll take one of those. Couple hats. We're good. Just let me know. I'll get you the shipping address after this. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, we'll just overnight. And Look at that. Oh my god, it looks great. Yeah, no. that deer that that I, I made that sausage out of is actually the deer that I killed on my property. Uh, wow. I was after all year called Load, and that's my first. Uh, that's my first go at summer sausage. Huh. Is that so electric it, electric smoker? Yeah, it's electric smoker. Yeah. So do you just grind it up then in the grinder like like one of this picture with all the ground meat on it? Yeah, yeah. So and then you pack I don't know it? what picture Yes, I don't know what picture you're looking at with ground meat, but yeah, it's, it's pretty far down. There, we, yeah, we yeah. So I use a grinder to grind it up into hamburger or you know, burger, mix it so this is actually mixed with uh it's two to one with beef this the sausage is oh, got, oh, nice be amazing it's it is amazing and so then you, you you know you put the mix in there you put the liquid smoke inside of that then you let it marinate for a night and then you stuff it in the casing and you smoke it when the hickory smoke oh you guys i know what i'm asking i'm hungry we gotta, we gotta, we gotta end this call i'm hungry the thing is, it's winter right now, so when you ship this, it's not going to be a problem. It's 30 degrees yeah, everywhere. Perfect. Everything I got from UPS is no practically shirt. frozen right now. So. That looks a thin t-shirt. So, I mean, it's, it's warm here. I wish John would make this. John, you should be making this. I could, I could probably I, do you're kind of the co- You and Kevin you, are like the cooks you, around here. You freeze that? How long does that stay good? That's How long does it stay good? Yeah, you freeze that in the freezer? Though? Yeah, I, yeah I, I actually vacuum packed all the... I, I left two sticks out, which is about two and a half pounds out today. And uh, I, dry, I vacuum sealed the rest of it and put it in my freezer. Uh, it'll stay. I don't know. It'll it'll be gone well before. It gets I think back. we just need a long weekend. <laughs> Let's just drive, fly down to Oklahoma, go see Garth Brooks. Christmas is coming. Check. Go to Brandon's house, eat some sausage, then go back to hang out Garth Brooks. I mean, Garth loves us. We'll just yeah, that easy. Garth loves us. Yeah, Garth. Yeah. You can do. You can you can do all of that if you're. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brandon. 
Thanks a lot, man, for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching this, go you know check out Major League Bowhunter. You'll be able to watch all these great deer kills. Too many uh, this year, next year, right? That'll air next year, I assume. Yeah, they're just gonna, yeah they're going to air next year, starting third quarter. Okay, yeah, cool. They're just going to bleed out. We're just going to start putting kills on random <laughs> shows. So, Harlan Bowhunter, Real Tree Road Trips. I mean, we're going to be on all of them. Awesome, man. Thank you so That's much. Very good. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm remembering right, I was probably 14, maybe 15 years old, the first time someone questioned why I hunt. It was a little girl from down the street. She could see my deer hanging on the back side of our home as she walked to the bus stop that morning. It was a small six-point I had taken the evening before, my second buck with a bow. Dad and I had plans to skin and process it after school that day. I don't remember the extent of what she said exactly. In fact, I probably toned her out after she started using words like cruelty and murder to divine hunting. And I remember I wasn't embarrassed and I certainly wasn't ashamed of my accomplishment as she launched a barrage of insults at me. I wasn't mad at her, I didn't feel the same hate for her that she had for me at that moment. What I really thought is how on earth could someone not support hunting? A couple of decades later, I realized that maybe we do have something in common with that little girl at the bus stop that morning. That's our love for wildlife, the beauty of nature, and how passionate we are about preserving this great resource and passing it on to our next generation. I think the difference is nobody's ever shown her or she just hasn't taken the time to learn what hunting really is, the importance of conservation, and how important it is for the future of wildlife. She may view this as a cold, heartless act of aggression towards animals and a bloodlust for killing all the wildlife until there's nothing left, but we know that isn't what hunting's all about at all. In fact, it's the exact opposite. We're proud of our heritage. We're thankful for the generations before us that gave us these opportunities. At the turn of the century, wildlife populations were on the decline in North America. Laws were written, hunting seasons were established, and now, now hunters became the conservationists. Placing an excise tax on licenses and equipment have provided billions to successful wildlife restoration efforts, creating and protecting new habitat, including our lakes, our rivers, our parks, and all the fish and wildlife that inhabit them. It's not in our best interest to destroy wildlife. We're a part of nature. We coexist. Every store, restaurant, gas station, fast food chain on every corner in any town you've ever been to supplies you, the consumer, pre-packaged meat. Let's not sugarcoat it. That animal was slaughtered. It died so you could eat it. Now, hunting isn't for everyone, and that's fine. But take comfort in knowing that the future of that animal depends on the continued support of the sportsmen and women who do. So I challenge you, I invite you to come into the woods with me. See wildlife the way I do. Listen to the turkeys gobble off their roosts. Feel the excitement as a buck chases a doe out in front of your stand with his nose to the ground. Better yet, sit in a blind as a youth hunter takes their first deer, catches that first fish, and is finally able to put a meal on the table for their family. I don't hunt because I hate wildlife. I hunt because I love wildlife, because their well-being is dependent on our efforts, and I can't think of anything more meaningful than passing that love for the outdoors onto the next generation. You want to get out there, you want to be a part of it. It's about the love, the passion for the outdoors, you know, we're making our property better, we're trying to improve our hunting, we're, we're working on it all year long, it's not a show up in October and hunt a few times. This is a passion. 
that, that we have, we can turn it off. You know, it's 12 months a year, non-stop. <laughs> <Good time. laughs> us all a favor get a kid outdoors enjoy what mother nature gave to us and you know what help grow this heritage as us hunters all we have is each other Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.